Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. Matthew chapter 11. We're going to read and start in verse 28. It's very familiar uh, passage here. And really, this passage starts all the way back in Matthew chapter 5, and it culminates all the way up to chapter 11, where we read, verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls." Why? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. I just want to talk to us just for the next little bit uh, from this title for you to consider today, if I had more time, if I had more time, amen. And you may be seated today. God bless you. I thought this morning that as I was uh, preparing this message today that uh, this would probably be one of those um, after the holidays type of uh, messages. But the more I thought about it, uh, I thought that actually this, this could probably be taught just about every single uh, month. Um, this morning, I want to talk to us about how all of us think that we can handle it all. But the reality is, many of you, you're trying to do way more than you probably should. And because of that, most of us are slightly overwhelmed. We're in a hurry. We're in a rush, we're late, we're scrambling, we're running. In fact, how many of you, if you'll help me out this morning with a little participation, how many of you, you're so often in a rush that slow people really annoy you? Just by show of hands, would you help me out? Yeah. How many of you would say that? Yes. Slow people. Yeah, just the fact that it took some of you a longer time to raise your hand annoyed some people sitting around you. Like, you're slow, man. Get it up so we can get out of this place. Just participate this morning. Amen. Any of you ever go to the grocery store and you get your stuff and then you walk to the checkout lane and you analyze which lane is going to be the fastest? Why? <laughs> We're constantly in a hurry. Uh, how about this? Any of you with kids, you ever design like mock races for them? Like, let's see how fast you can get in the bathtub and get a bath and get clean. And we're like, Mark, set, go. Run, 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 go. Anybody? Am I the only parent that does it right? We do mock races for our kids. Why? Because we're in such a rush. We're in such a hurry. So many of us, we are so busy that we are totally, and I mean totally, out of it. We're out of it in all the different categories that you can probably name. We're out of it 
uh, physically, we're out of it. And you're like, Bryce, this is not the weekend to be talking about my physicality. You cannot bring that up on this specific weekend. But no, the truth of it is, is that we are in such a rush that physically we're out of it most of the time. And you're probably thinking, well, I don't have enough time to exercise. And I don't have enough time to eat right. And I don't know. A good family meal to some of you is finding a three-day-old ham sandwich underneath your car seat and sharing it with the family on the way to practice. And you call that eating together. All right? We're, we're, why? We're in a rush. We're running to and from, and we're out of it. A lot of us are out of it emotionally. We would probably have a breakdown, except we don't have time to do that. Amen? We don't have time to have a breakdown. We were, we're so overwhelmed that emotionally we're just completely a mess sometimes. Some of us are out of it relationally. There are people that we love, uh, but we just don't have anything at the end of the day left for them. We, we, we can be with them at the end of the day, but we are totally not with them, if you know what I'm talking about, because we're just completely spent. Some of us are out of it. Some of us are out of it spiritually, out of order spiritually. There are some that you believe in God, but you just don't really have the time for God. In fact, what studies show now, keep in mind, this is Christianity as a whole. Studies show that nearly 75% only come to church one time a month or less. 75% of Christianity, people that proclaim Christianity and, and visit a church, 75% of those, so nearly three-fourths of you, you would call yourself a regular church goer. You would call yourself a Christian, but they only come to church one time a month or less. Why is that? And I don't believe that it's because we're just a bunch of heathens, that we're just a bunch of bad people. No, we're just a bunch of busy people. We're just a bunch of busy. Busyness, the busyness of life is at an all-time high. We're we're involved over here and we're involved over there. We have activities outside of these four walls. We've got commitments that we've made and, and other hats that we have to wear. We've got our yard to take care of and we've got all of these different things. And sometimes by the time we can come to church, even if we don't have anything going on that weekend, we're just so fried from the week that we're to the point like we just got to chill out. Like, we just have to disconnect. We have to just shut our minds off. We don't have time because we're so busy. And so we think, well, we can handle it. I can handle it. I can handle it all. And we convince ourselves that God's not going to give us more than we can bear. And we quote the scripture that God won't give us more than we can handle, except scripture doesn't say that. Now, the Bible does say that God won't let us be tempted beyond what we can bear, but scripture never says that God won't give us more than we can handle. In fact, God often does allow us to have more than we can handle 
so that we can learn a very important lesson is that we have to depend on him and depend on his people. All right? How many of you would honestly say that you are at least occasionally overwhelmed? Just give me a quick head nod. I'm going to ask you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Occasionally overwhelmed. You feel like there's not enough hours in the day. I can remember my dad telling me that at a, at a young age. I can remember hearing my dad say, there's just not enough hours in the day. And to, to myself now, I say that when I'm going home from work, there's just not enough time in the day to get what I need to get done. Amen. There are many of us, you feel like there's simply too much to do. How many of you would say, again, I'm, I'm sorry, but how many of you, would you just lift your hands one more time? How many of you slightly feel overwhelmed? I want you to leave them up, look around the room. I want you to notice that it's virtually nearly every single person. All right, thank you. Can I just say that something is wrong with that picture? Is that okay? Something is, think about it. Do you really think that God's intention for us is to be consistently overwhelmed, overburdened, and stressed out. Do you really think that that's something that God calls us to? No, something is wrong with the picture. What culture teaches us and what culture calls normal living, I believe that God would call it crazy. Perhaps in a way to live their life. And there's a lot of people that I believe really need to find themselves in a, in, a, in a prayer closet and have a little talk with Jesus about this before it's a little too late. It's I don't believe it's his will that we're completely overwhelmed all the time. I don't believe that it's his will that we're overburdened. I don't believe that it's his will that we're stressed out. It's not his will for you to handle it all. I know there are some that would hear a message like this and they would they they would they would kind of shake it off. You may hear it for an hour, you may mull it over later this evening, but by later on this week, we'll be right back to the same lifestyle of running to and fro. But I believe that this is an incredible opportunity for you to come to Jesus and have a talk with him this morning and understand that it's not his will for you to handle it all. Our text this morning, here's what Jesus said. First three words, he said, come to me, all who are what? Weary and burdened. Those who are worn out, those who are stressed, too much to do, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Some of you, you don't even know what rest is. You don't because when you do it, you feel guilty, don't you? You feel guilty for, yeah, yeah. Someone's like, I'm being set free today. This is, keep on. You don't, you, you constantly feel the need to do something productive. And if you're not doing something productive, it couldn't be good, Right? I mean, we're in a society who doesn't have any respect anymore for the Sabbath, a day of rest. 
We feel guilty when we do it. We feel guilty when we are when when we are obeying God's word to rest. Jesus said, "Come to me. Come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you." For I am gentle and humble in heart, humbled heart, and he says this, and what will you find for your souls? He he said you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is what? What is it again? It's easy and my burden is light. If you've ever seen two oxen plowing a field or maybe a picture of it, uh, they they have a, a wooden or a steel uh, yoke and it. The yoke is what joins them together. Why? So they can go at the exact same pace and at the exact same rhythm of each other. Here's the point. You and I should be yoked or joined with Christ. Why? Because there are many of us, we are going so much faster and doing more things that God would have us to do. We're completely out ahead of him. Now, if any of you are like, man, what a, Rice, you're a little, maybe a little too passionate about this. Maybe you're a little bit high strung about this. You're getting a little too emotional about this. The reason for that is because this is something that I have dealt with personally. Because I go through seasons where I try to take on more than I should. And I spread myself so thin. And the next response out of me is, yeah, sure. I could do that. Yes. Yes, I'd be glad to do that. There are times where my schedule just seems so chaotic and so many times where my mind, it just won't shut off. I could be with my family, but I wouldn't be with them. I was there physically, but I couldn't engage uh, uh, emotionally, and it was just going, 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 never stopping. And some people would say, well, you're in ministry, Bryce. This is, the, this is what you signed up for. This is the life that you signed up for. Here's something interesting, though. When you study the life of Jesus, he was unquestionably busy, but he wasn't hurried. And there's a difference. There's a huge difference. We can be busy and productive without being hurried because busyness is out here, but hurriedness is a sickness of the soul. And what you have to do is you all have to acknowledge that with me. You all have to get honest with yourselves that in almost everything we do, it's in a hurry. It's go, go, go. It's run, run, run. Five miles out there's over the speed limit. You're kidding me. No, 12, 15, we got to get there. I used to laugh at my uncle all the time because he would do 50, 55 miles an hour down the road and cars would just be passed them right, left, all over the place. And all, without doubt, he would always say, we'll all end up at the same red light. And he was so right. Well, look at that next time you're traveling. Constantly pushing, constantly in a hurry. Come on, come on, come on, go, go, go. It's a sickness of the soul. So what's the answer? What, what do we, 
What do we do about it? Because society is not helping us. Social media is not helping us. The world is not going to help us. What do we do when we have too many things to do? What's the answer? Well, for starters, I think we need to understand this morning that there are some things in our life that just simply need to be shared. Shared. Look at your neighbor and say, shared. Share with me those M&Ms you keep getting into right now. Shared. (laughs) Shared. Shared. Here's the deal. You think I can handle it. That's what you think. And that's what the enemy would love for your mindset to be that, hey, I can handle it, but hear me. You weren't designed to handle it all. That's not how you were made. That's not... God will often give you things to share with other people. And I love the story of Moses in Exodus 18 and 17. When he was overwhelmed, his father-in-law gave him some good advice and said this, Moses, what you're doing is not good. He said, you and these people, they've come to you. You're only, listen to his words, you're only going to wear yourselves out. He goes on to say, he says, the work is too heavy for you. And this is what he says. You cannot handle it alone. I would love to say to many of you today that what you're doing is not good. What people consider consider normal today isn't good. You're only going to wear yourself out. You can't handle it all. You weren't made to handle it alone. Now, chances are, probably if you're, if some of you are similar to me, I'm totally willing to help others, but I don't know how to receive from others. I'm perfectly okay with helping a brother or a sister, but I don't know how to receive from them. I, I don't know how to ask for help sometimes. I, I, I don't know how to, I, I don't know how to ask somebody if they were able to help me. I rarely ask for help. I won't ask for it. And I'm not talking about just physically. I'm talking about emotionally as well. And many of us, you're carrying burdens and you're not sharing with anyone thinking that I can handle it. No, you can't handle it. You weren't designed to handle it. You talk about fulfilling the law of Christ. You know what the Bible says? This is what this is what the word of God says in Galatians 6:2. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Church, some things just need to be shared. We've got to learn to share them. Some things simply just need to be stopped. Could it be that you are just doing way too much? Luke chapter 10, we find the story about Mary and Martha. They had Jesus over to their homes, and Mary took advantage of this. She says, you know what? Jesus is here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I'm, guess, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm hanging out. I just want to spend time. Well, Martha, on the other hand, a little bit different uh, situation, but she's in there probably doing what most of us would do. Jesus is here. 
Jesus is in the house. I got to make sure I cook the right food. I got to make sure I cook his favorite cookies. I got to make sure that I got everything set just right. I got to make sure that I have the perfect background music playing for my Lord and Savior. I got to make sure there's a candle in the middle of the table to make sure everything is just perfect. She was in the kitchen going, it's got to be right. It's got to be right. Jesus is here. Got to do this and I got to do that. And she's in there just totally wigging out. And she notices she's doing it by herself. And what does she do? Mary! Get in here. You need to get in here and help me. What's she doing? She's saying, do something productive. Don't just sit there. Do something. And she's in there. She's totally just losing it. And Jesus responds. And his response really ministers to me. This is what he says. Martha, Martha. You are worried about many things. And I wish that verse would just speak to somebody here today. That you are stressed out. You are overwhelmed about all sorts of things. But only one thing is needed. And Mary has done what? Mary has chosen what is better. And he says it will not be taken away from her. I want to point this out today. That Mary made a choice. Mary made a choice. There were certainly some things that she could have done that she didn't do so that she could do what others couldn't do. And she chose not to do some things so she could do what is better. Think for a moment with me and ask yourself, how how would you feel in this blank? If I had more time, I would blank. How would you fill in that blank? What would you put in that line? If I had more time, I would blank. What would it be? What would you put there? What would you fill in that space? If I had more time, perhaps it would be I would spend more time with my family. I would spend more time with my children. If I had more time, I would study more. If I had more time, I would serve in the church. If I had more time, I would, I would journal or I would, I would write a book or I'd do this. If only I had more time, I don't know what it would be for you. But there are many, there, are, there, there, there may be some value in you that God has placed inside your heart that you're not doing simply because you don't have time. But I want somebody to know today, you do have time. You do. You're choosing, however, to put other things in that time. You get to put what goes in the blank. You're choosing, though, what is lesser rather than what is better. You make the choice. You have time for what you choose to have time for. The challenge is so many of us are doing what is expected out of a very sick culture instead of doing what is right and what is better. 
I, I know it's not, I know it may seem old fashioned and it may be just outdated for some people, but I still believe that as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I still believe and seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I want to choose what is better. It's my choice. I get to choose. If I had more time, What our culture calls normal is totally insane. Totally. Completely. Let me ask you this. What do your actions communicate? The, what, is, how, what does your actions communicate that you value? You ever thought about that? You ever stopped to actually address that? What our culture's actions communicate to me, they, they communicate to me that they value money, Possessions, things. Why? Because it is totally normal. It is totally normal. It is our culture communicates to us that it's absolutely necessary for you to become a workaholic. It's absolutely necessary for you to work all the hours you can, work all the overtime you can. Do this. Perhaps if you want to get a second job, get a second job so that you can have more money. Why? So you can have more things. So you can have this. So you can have that. So you can have the nicer things. So you can have the nicer cars. So you can have the nicer whatever it is. What does that communicate, though? It communicates that those things are important to us. That that's where we place our value. And without even knowing it, We've surrendered to a sick, very sick culture. We've surrendered to it. Not long ago, I sat in a barber shop and listened to a guy talk about everything that is going on in his life right now. He sat there and he said, I, I, I've got three kids and I've got this one doing this over here and she's got all these activities and this one's over here and, 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 and I, I, my oldest and she's involved in A, B, and C and he just went down through the list and he's just going, just, just getting stressed out, just even talking about the schedule of getting to and from and, and making sure that they're on time and that we pick them up on time and we're going and we're doing. And he sat there and he, after he got done with his schedule, he said, so there goes my life. There it goes. Please understand me. By no means am I against these things. But when we say yes to absolutely everything, what does that communicate? Why, why do we think that, that giving them more activities is better for their character? It's better for their soul. It's crazy. I hope this is okay this morning. Some things just simply need to be stopped. Well, Bryce, how do you do it? You've got three kids. You, you, you've got, you got three kids now, two in school. You have a, you have a full-time job, and you, you, you have a lot of responsibility at the church right now. How do you do it all, Bryce? You know what the answer is? We don't. We don't. There are a lot of things that we say no to that most people consider normal so that we can say yes to some things that may seem very abnormal. And that's time together. 
That's, that's time to be with our family. That's time to, to be with God and say yes to rest. You say yes to rest. You see, I, I don't really worry when we look weird. I, look, I, I worry when our family looks a little bit normal. Comparing it to the world's standards. I get a little bit worried when our family starts to look like the normal mundane family because I believe that what society says normal today is completely Some things just need to be stopped. And I I don't know what those things are for you because they're going to be totally different for you than they are for me. I don't know what those things are. But here's what the scripture says. Psalms 46 and 10 says, the Bible says to be what? Be still. It's awkward, isn't it? That was what, maybe five seconds? Be, it's, it's, it's like do something, Bryce, say something. Would you just not just stand there? Don't just be still. It's awkward, but Scripture says to be still and know that I'm God. The reason many of you, you are a believer, but you have not experienced the fresh wind of God in a long time. You haven't experienced the, the presence and the power of Almighty God in your life in a long time because you think you don't have time. If I, if I had more time. You say that God is important, but your actions communicate otherwise. And the Bible is saying, be still, be still, be still, and know that I'm God. The Hebrew word is the word rafa, and here's what it means. It means to slacken. It means to allow to sink. It means to let drop. The modern translation is drop it. Drop it and know that I'm God. There are some things in your life you need to drop. There are some things in your life that you just need to stop. Some things need to be stopped. Stop and invest your life in a place that will last, a place that, that truly matters. Over time, you're to, I, I hate to break it to you, but your to-do list isn't going to get shorter. How many keep a to-do list? Some of you are brave to raise your hand. How many keep it up here? <laughs> the to-do list isn't getting shorter. It's not going to get shorter. Over time, it's just going to keep accumulating and accumulating. Your responsibilities accumulate. They increase. Over time, your commitments, they keep going up. They accumulate. We add and we add and we add. We rarely subtract. Some things need to be shared. Some things need to be stopped. And lastly, as our music comes, everything, everything needs to be surrendered. Everything. Everything needs to be surrendered unto God. Psalm 62 and 1 says, my soul, where does it find rest? Psalm 62 and 1, my soul finds rest in God alone. I'll tell you where it's not at. It's not on a vacation. It's not in a newer house, and it's not in a newer car or in a car with seat warmers, praise God, so that we can be comfortable while we drive our little three-minute or 30-minute or hour-long drive. I used to have a heated steering wheel, and I never knew how much I valued that thing until it was gone. 
My soul, where does it find rest? It finds rest in God alone. Scripture says my salvation comes from him. Comes from him alone. I love what Psalms 55 and 22 tells us this. It says we are told to cast our cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. Cast. The Hebrew word for cast is the word shalak, and it means to cast. It means to hurl. It means to throw. We need to take that which burdens us, that which overwhelms us, and we need to throw it unto God. But most of us don't. Stand with me, if you will. I like this story that I came across. It's a, uh, it's a silly story, so fair warning. But there was a man who, who had this stack of potatoes, and he was walking down the road, and he was carrying them down the road. And it was very heavy, and, and all of a sudden, a guy in the truck pulled up beside him, and uh, he hollered out. He said, man, he said, why, why don't you hop in the back of my truck and just let me carry you to the next town? And the guy's like, oh, thank you so much. So he picks up his, his sack of potatoes, and he, gets in the, he climbs up in the back of the truck, and he sat in the back of the pickup with his sack of potatoes still on his shoulder, just sitting there going down the road, just traveling along, just holding that big sack of potatoes. All of a sudden, just got down a few miles down the road, and the man noticed him in the back, and he hollers. He said, sir, he said, why don't you go in and put that down? Take that off of your shoulder. Let, why don't you put those things down? And the guy hollered back. He said, oh, it's so kind of you to take me to my stop. I couldn't ask you to take my potatoes also. I couldn't ask you to carry my sack of potatoes also. I told you it was a silly story. But that's exactly what we do with God. God, I'll let you save me. But no, you can't. You can't carry this. You can't carry this for me. Yeah, you can save me. You can do those things. But these burdens that I've got, I've got to carry them myself. Because we think, oh, I can handle it all. But you weren't made to handle it all. You weren't designed to handle it all. You can't. I just want to boldly tell somebody, you're not that good. God won't give me more than I can handle. It doesn't say that. In fact, some of you, God may allow you to have more than you can handle so you can come to a breaking point where you cry out and depend upon his people and you cry out and depend upon him. Here's the big question that I want to ask you as I wrap this up, as I land the plane this morning. Here's the question I want to ask yourself. I want you to ask yourself, 
Because earlier on, the majority of you raised your hand when I said, are you slightly overwhelmed? The majority of you raised your hand and said that you are slightly overwhelmed, feel like you have too much to do, you're stressed and overwhelmed. There is something wrong with that picture. And here's the question that I want to ask you, and I want you to ask yourself, what radical change do I need to make in my life? What radical change? Radical change. What radical change? Some of you are like, well, Bryce, I don't, I don't, I don't think I need to make a radical change. No, 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 no. I believe that you're a very smart person. And if it was a minor tweak, a minor fix, I believe that you would have done it years ago. If it was something small that you could fix, I believe you would have done it 5, 10, 15 years ago. But I'm asking you, what radical change do you need to make in your life today? Jesus said, come. Come. Those who are weary, those who are burdened, that's the majority of us. That's all of us. That is all of us. Come to Jesus. And I'm not talking about come to Jesus in a cultural Christianity way of, yeah, hey, we went to church and we did our Jesus thing. But I'm talking about coming to him and saying, hey, Jesus, if we belong to you, then you lead us and we're going to follow. You lead us and we'll follow. We, I want to be held accountable for what it says biblically, not culturally. Lord, what does your word say? Lead me, Lord, and I will follow about a casual Jesus thing that we do on the weekends. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how we got to surrender ourselves to the values of Christ and not the values of this world, not the values of this culture. Anything less is false Christianity. Oh, Bryce, if only I had more time. I'm telling you, you have time. You have time. It's just your choice what you do with it. Your choice. You choose who sits on the throne of your heart. I'm simply saying, let it be Jesus. Let it be Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Are you weary? Are you burdened? Jesus, what would you have us to do? I wish you'd lift up your hands right now with me. Lift up your voices all across this place. If you want to pray in an altar, if you want to pray in your seat, whatever you feel led to do, I'm just asking you, spend the closing moments of this service, just you personally, Lord, what would you have me to do? Because we got to understand, it's all about Him. It's for Him. It's by Him. And we got to know today, we can't handle it all. We weren't designed to handle it all. That's why we need the church. That's why we need him in our lives. What radical change, Jesus, do I need to make in my life, God, in order for me to lay this down, in order for me to stop carrying this? Come on, would you lift up your voice and just talk to him? Lift up your voice and just talk to him. Lord, I pray that you'd speak a fresh word to your people right now. God, I pray, God, that as we consider our life. Thank you.
Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.